Hello and welcome to the Get More Math podcast. I'm Jessica, one of the behind-the-scenes producers of the show. Season 3 was all about featuring real teachers who are in the math education trenches using our product, Get More Math, and seeing not just retention results in the classroom, but a real change in how their students approach learning math. Each interview is filled with tips on how to utilize Get More Math, suggestions for incentives and how to motivate students, best practices, and most importantly, real-life stories of how these teachers have seen students adopt new mindsets in the classroom. We've pulled together what we believe are the best parts of each interview from this season in this Best Of episode. While these may be some of our favorite moments from the show, trust me, each episode is worth a full listen. I highly encourage you to take a listen back through each episode and jot down notes and ideas to try out in your own classroom. Welcome to the Get More Math podcast, where we support teachers in their quest for long-term student gains. This is a podcast for teachers to share their passion for math education, learn best practices from experts in the field, and swap ideas for student success. This is community. This is Get More Math. So here we go. Let's start with season three, episode two, featuring Cody Kirkland. Cody teaches middle school, and even though he was initially apprehensive to start using Get More Math, he immediately saw the benefits of the program and saw his students come to life in the classroom. In the following clips, you'll hear Cody describe how he's now busier in the classroom, but in the best way. Now he's fully able to actually help students and not just monitor students. Here's the clip with Cody and Josh. One of the most interesting things I hear from teachers about Get More Math is they say, in the classroom, I'm busier than I ever was. And it's because yeah. of that kid who's like, now actually the data is right in front of her. She's stuck. She's like, I don't know how to do this. And it used to be she could scribble something on a paper or copy off the kid next to her or just kind of. And I would know no different. Yeah. But now it's like, well, you can tell, she can tell. It's kind of right there. So now all of a sudden you've got this moment by moment, keen kid to kid insight on exactly who's stuck, what they don't understand, who needs help. And so all of a sudden you can really pour yourself out. And so anyway, I've heard from teachers that they ended up in class being busier than ever but they, they, they usually talk about that as a very good thing. Yes. No, I, I agree with you 100% on that. The fact that I am so busy, it's because I'm not monitoring. I'm actually helping now. I'm not walking around the room. Do you need help? Do you need help? Do you need help? No. Mm-hmm. Whenever that timer starts to go close to that red area, I'll go in there and be like, okay, now this, this kid clearly needs help. I'm going to go grab that real quick. And so and then when I'm doing that and then or just someone raises their hand in person or virtually, I mean, I can do that either way and I, I, I can get there fast and I'm, I'm helping good problems and I'm not mad about it. So tell me, was worth, have things been easier on you since you started using our tool? I last prior to last year, last year was my first year using Get More Math. So prior to last year, it, it feels like you're just trying to beat things in, in, into their, their heads so much and so much. And you're just pushing and pushing and pushing. But it's my formula was very flawed. I I had issues in the way I was doing things because I expect them to re- remember something. And like uh, watching some of your videos, um, the teach and flush, teach and flush method mm-hmm. was going on in my classroom. And mm-hmm. that's a real issue if you actually want these kids to retain the information. And so 
once I started, like I said, we just kept adding on and kept adding on. And then more people jumped on ship. And then when that group jumped on, then another group says, well, I don't want to be the only one who can't do it. And they jumped on ship. And I can't believe it. This was the roughest group I've ever had in my life. I mean, I came home with at least four stories to tell my wife every single night about, you will not believe this. But these kids, of all kids, jumped on board with it. And if you can get those type of kids that are just extremely difficult, then you can do anything. Don't you just love Cody's enthusiasm about his students? I for sure do. In the second part of the clip, you heard Cody mention one of GMM founder and podcast host Josh Britton's videos, The Cram and Flush. The Cram and Flush is the old traditional way of teaching math that doesn't necessarily reinforce learning, but short-term memorization. It's one of the core reasons why Josh knew that he needed to create something different. This video is linked in the show notes, and I highly encourage you to watch it. Next up is our interview with high school algebra teacher Tiffany Smith. Her interview was full of great ideas and tips, but she really honed in on just how valuable the individualization experience is when it comes to really reaching the students in her class. In this clip, you'll hear Tiffany share about Get More Math's algorithm and how it differentiates problems and worksheets for each student and how that has made her a more productive teacher. So obviously with mixed review, with the kids cycling through those problems that they've done all year, they're retaining the information, whereas it's not like you're teaching a chapter and you're moving on to something different. And then maybe in a couple of weeks, we might come back and revisit that chapter. And at most, most times when that happens, the kids, a large portion of the students forget what we taught. And so we're having to constantly go back and reteach. So in that way, it does make the job easier. But I think I can't imagine teaching without Get More Math now that I've had it. Hmm. I can't imagine ever differentiating instruction the way that the program allows me to differentiate by one, making that special algorithm for each student of what they are struggling with, what skill it is. You know, every student struggles with something different. And I could never imagine creating all of those worksheets, checking all of those worksheets and knowing on top of that, what every child needs in my classroom when you have a classroom of 25 to 30 kids. Mm-hmm. But also by using your creativity with the program, as far as like I discussed the challenge group earlier, it also allows me to put students that are a little bit more advanced, give them a, a harder batch of problems mm-hmm. that can challenge them more. Or you could do the reverse. If you have students that are really struggling, you can give them a more basic set of skills that can help them build Mm -hmm. those basic skills to be able to then move them into the next class. And I couldn't imagine having to, you know, find, create all of those worksheets to be able to do that in my class. And not only that, but check every answer for accuracy. (sighs) You know, how often does a child do a worksheet and hand it into you and it's all wrong. So what did that accomplish besides them learning a skill incorrectly. <laughs> right. You know? well, I do know. I still remember the, I mean, I was there, right? I, I, the days where I had 30 kids and like I would discover near the end of the period that several kids had gotten like a whole bunch of problems wrong and the bell was about to ring. You know? was like, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it, it was very difficult to make sure that everybody actually knew how to do the math. That was one of the main challenges, right? Is to do tickets out the door and other little mini assessments all the time. Uh, 
but to actually get to know that they're getting them right uh, was was a huge relief to me. Getting back to the easier part, so I, I, I want to tease that out a little bit. Is your workload less, or are, or is it just different? I don't necessarily think that my workload is less. I think that I'm spending my time doing more productive things. Hmm. So, I mean, it gives me the opportunity to um, analyze, you know, keystone scores and then redesign my curriculum. And this is something I do every year based on how my students perform on the keystone Hmm. to better, you know, to better structure my class. And it might not even be changing skills, but maybe like just teaching, changing the order of which I'm teaching in it. Mm -hmm. Or um, it gives me opportunity to, you know, be able to pull students that I can see are really struggling with the skill that I just taught. And I can do some more um, one-on-one instruction with them or individualized instruction because I'm not having to go around and check papers because GMM is doing that for me. I can easily see based on the color of the boxes on their screen. I kind of harp to my students. I don't want to see those red boxes. You need to get rid of those red boxes. That means either you didn't practice it or you're not good at it. And you know, my students know that every day I'm walking around looking at their screen and I can easily see which students need to have some intervention time with me. Whereas before I would have spent probably, you know, at least a half hour to an hour a week figuring out which kids I needed to pull for interventions. And now it's just right in front of me. So I can spend that half hour or hour, you know, restructuring what I'm going to teach or finding, you know, a better way of teaching that. So you're still, you know, it doesn't lessen your workload, I don't think, but it allows you to take that time and use it more productively. I love how Tiffany shares that she's able to be more productive with her time in the classroom. She takes the data provided and then changes her approach to lessons to ensure that she's teaching effectively and intervening for students when they need it. Listen to more from Tiffany on season three, episode three. Moving on to our next clip, we have Laurie Gallagher. One of my favorite segments from Laurie's episode is where she and Josh talk about the teacher being the most important, not the software. You'll hear Josh say in the clip, but it's worth emphasizing twice that the program cannot replace a teacher. The teacher's role is vital and Laurie does a fantastic job at sharing out why the teacher-student relationship is so important, especially now when we're balancing remote, in-person, and hybrid classroom settings. Um, you know, you you said earlier um, that Get More Math has been a lifesaver. I wonder if you could expound on that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> yeah, it honestly is between the fact that everything for I feel these students have been doing has been memorize, memorize, brain dump. And mm-hmm. they continue to we we put so much focus on testing that they don't actually learn to understand. They learn to memorize long enough to then get rid of it. And with Get More Math, it's everything that I've always wanted to do or wanted to be successful in, but couldn't necessarily do or have the time to do. There's not enough hours in the day to do. 
with being able to provide spiral mixed review over and over again is, like you said, using the term peppering it through, being able to recall from memory things that we did a month ago. And I found, you know, in previous years before the program, I was struggling with being able to have students pull something we learned in unit one back again for unit five when we were building on it. We learned something in yes. unit one and they couldn't recall it from memory because they did it just enough to maybe be successful on the test and we had to keep moving where this is constantly recalling things that they've been doing. And I feel like there's actually mastery involved versus, like I said, the brain dump and, and move on. And I also feel like they are doing so well. And I, I said this year, I, I'm, I'm very happy with just choosing to use Get More Math. I'm giving my own notes and I'm still the leader. I'm still the person mm -hmm. in the class. There's no way that they could be doing this if I wasn't here. And I love that. I love that it's not a program that kind of removes the teacher, that I am still the main part of this, the meat and potatoes of it. You know, you also said, uh, and, and this this touches me because I, I care deeply about this, that one of the reasons using Get More Math has been helpful to you is because of, um, I'm, I'm rephrasing, but our philosophy that the teacher matters the most, not the software. Our philosophy is a direct reflection, you know, from from me making it, like I made it for myself. And the last thing I wanted to do was to sacrifice any of my authority or my control or my opportunity to educate and ask good questions and get kids thinking and get kids connected, like all of that stuff. I didn't want the software to have any touch whatsoever. So it's fun for me to hear that you like that part too, that, that it doesn't just sort of wrest control from you and take over. Absolutely. I, I think more than ever now, we're realizing how much interaction and relationship students need with a teacher and yes. to, have to be able to ask questions and be able to go to specific situations and and find and have the answer. And I think that, that, that this program does that. And I love that. I love the fact that I'm not worrying about a kid moving on in problems and still not understanding it and just getting a blurb answer or explanation mm -hmm. they're they're stopping and i love that the program it's funny again funny to watch as a teacher from the outside watching sometimes that frustration but also watching them have grit through problems and then when mm. they can't get it they finally have to raise their hand they can't mm. get there. and and i love that i i mean i i don't like watching them be frustrated but i love the fact that it's making students who maybe not necessarily or would have been kind of hidden in the classroom or kind of skated by, right. they have to raise their hand and ask questions. And it puts more interaction one-on-one -on -one with me and that student and helping them be successful. Laurie also emphasizes how the spiraled mixed review method is critical to skill mastery and that it helps the student to learn to understand and not just perform well on a test. That is a common theme you hear in all of our conversations with our teachers, and that means that Get More Math is really working. You can hear the whole interview with Laurie by checking out Season 3, Episode 4. Our next clip comes from Season 3, Episode 5, where we have a conversation with one of our longtime users, Mandy Beck. Mandy teaches middle school and has really valued helping the students feel successful and confident. One of the ways she helps students feel more confident is by emphasizing that it's okay to mess up. 
In this clip, you'll hear Mandy and Josh discuss the benefits of learning through making mistakes. I have started instituting this thing called a red dot rule. The red dot rule, um, I had to start initiating with some of my kids because, you know, when you have 25 to 30 kids in one classroom, um, you're you're working really hard um, to be able to answer all those questions. So I instituted a red dot rule, which was that they were not allowed to ask me any questions unless they already got the question wrong in advance. Mm. Because I want them to try. I want yeah. them to try something before me telling them specifically what to do, because, you know, we talk so many times about um, how powerful it is to learn from your mistakes and knowing yeah. what you did wrong. And um, we always would force them to write their work out so that when I came over, you know, I could see specifically and we could. Oh, you know, I've seen that. Through. I remember yeah. that. All yes. the dry erase stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so was that, I mean, it, that's an interesting potential outcome of like of highly elevating like accuracy or if somebody's saying, look, I want to see gold stars, you know, which are so hard to earn. Mm-hmm. You could see how students learn how that works. They're like, well, then I, I don't want to submit until I'm absolutely sure I'm right. And the, who knows better than the teacher? Yes. <laughs> if yep. I, yeah, that is really, <laughs> I, I really like that. That's kind of the goal to figure out what the mistakes are, address them, and then try again. Learning that like it's okay to make mistakes and that mistakes can help you grow and yes. uh, all that, all that growth mindset stuff. There's one more clip we want to share from Mandy's episode. She gives a really great piece of advice to any teacher who is just getting started with using Get More Math. It's all about starting small and giving kids a chance to succeed while they're just starting out using the program. Check it out. If you were to be talking to someone who hadn't used Get More Math, was was going to start using it next week, looking back at your own experience and trying to kind of whittle it down, what would you tell them? to try to help make sure they had a successful beginning? Probably definitely start small. Um, give give the kids a chance to feel that success. Get, give them an opportunity to really get a chance to, to get their feet wet with the program. And I would say probably one of the things that, that I didn't do a good job of whenever I first started was to actually try the problems out myself. Uh, um, yeah. Because I've, I mean, I, I blindly have given problems for them to work on and, and I wasn't really sure exactly what, what the outcome was going to be in terms of, for example, graphing those linear equations when we're looking mm-hmm. at work problems, um, when to use a ray versus a segment. And, and they ended up bringing really great conversations, um, but trying them out ahead of time is really, really important, I think. And modeling how to do that um, for the students, I think, alleviates a lot of the, the questions that you don't want to get like the you know how to use the program it, then you get the more the, the better questions where kids are asking specifically about the math not how to mm-hmm. type an answer in and things like that so getting started well is crucial to the success of get more math in your classroom we have helpful resource videos to get you started and a training team dedicated to helping teachers utilize every feature of the program check out getmoremath.com chat C-H-A-T, to book a free training with one of our amazing trainers. It's definitely one of the best ways to spend 15 minutes. We would like to invite all of our listeners to visit our website at getmoremath.com, where you'll find helpful information about how Get More Math can help you transform the math education experience through targeted mastery and cyclical review. We welcome you to take advantage of our free trial for the 2021 school year. Find more information about the free trial at GetMoreMath.com. Now, back to the show. 
One of the most helpful things that Get More Math can do in your classroom is give you back time, specifically by revolutionizing the way you approach homework. Homework is a big issue in today's classroom. I'm glad that we're finally asking the question, is the traditional type of homework necessary? In Season 3, Episode 6, 6th grade teacher Nicole Snyder and Josh discuss doing homework the Get More Math way. Check out this clip. That's probably one of the hardest things to get over as the teacher is to realize that you don't need to send your kids home with a page of algebra homework, (laughs) you know, like do the odds. So it's like 25 problems. Um, That was one of the hardest sells with my, with my colleagues. Um, And most of them are catching on. They're thinking like, wow, do you know how much time we can save if we don't have to check homework at the beginning of class? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was cool with it right from the get go. <laughs> you get you get into that permanent cycle of you're always on the back foot because like the kids didn't quite understand yesterday's lesson. Homework homework didn't go super well. You discover that at the beginning of your class. You need to address it. Mm-hmm. So you're answering questions. You have kids working together. There's so many tricks, right? But somehow eventually you figure out the issue. But now you're half an hour into your class or something, 25 minutes rectifying the homework. And and some of the kids didn't even do it, so they sort of like you try to get them occupied and busy, but yeah, it's, it's mm. so the whole homework homework review thing was like this, like rip, I, I I didn't finish my story. Then you don't have as much time left for today's idea, so then that homework for that night doesn't go as well as you'd hoped, and the next day you spend too much time getting rid of that and actually knowing when they walk through the door that every single problem. Every single point they earned on Get More Math represented an accurate on their first try attempt was like it it actually opened up like 20 minutes a day for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet the the homework I was giving was better than it had ever been because it was mixed review. Mm-hmm. So I had better homework. It was no longer busy work because only kids who needed it got it. And I had more time in my class. That was when, I, when all that kind of unlocked, I was all of a sudden able to do so much more. Mm-hmm. Or my kids were able to do so much more is probably um, the better way to put that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. For I'm sure. glad you've experienced that too. If you haven't started using Get More Math for assigning homework, we encourage you to give it a try. Just think about what all you could do with that extra time in your classroom with your students. Nicole's episode is full of other helpful tips and tricks to help you try out. Our next episode was a little different. In this conversation, we spoke with two teachers from the same school. Krista brought Get More Math with her when she relocated, and her new school adopted the program. They've seen great success among their students. In this clip, you'll hear teachers Erica and Krista discuss parents' reactions to starting to use Get More Math and adapting to the virtual world while using Get More Math. Check out this clip with Erica, Krista, and Josh. And can I tell you, when I did implement GMM, I have gotten a little bit from parents that are like, well, if they get stuck on this problem, how are they supposed to move on? But I have supports in place for that. And so I explain to them the purposes of it, how it works, and what supports I have in place. And then they don't really have anything else negative to say about it. Really, the responses I have gotten are, we are so glad this other thing is done. I can really see the growth in my child with this. Mm. My child is getting excited. I'm, I'm really getting renowning positive feedback. Well, that's wonderful. I, and, and maybe one advantage of having a, a like a before and an after is the contrast, you know, so that you think like people can be 
people can be glad for what they have having had the other thing. It's funny, you, you anticipated my next question because in the virtual world uh, that many of us have had to move to, we are experiencing more calls from parents, like just to our company saying, hey, my kid's stuck on some math problems using your product. What's she supposed to do? And, and you, I can tell you get it. Like I deliberately designed my system to not instruct, right? I, I never wanted a system that taught anybody anything as, as in like gave steps or explained rationale or helped with concepts. And so all of a sudden, because my vision always was to help me, right? I wrote it for myself and I'm in the room and I want me to be the person who's fostering dialogue. And I liked your phrase, promoting productive struggle. You know, that's, that was so important, but all of a sudden we're in this, this zone where like it's, it's suboptimal, right? Like, like it was 10% of the use at home, 90% of the use in the classroom. Now it's like 50, 50 or something. Um, so it's wonderful for me to hear actually that by and large, um, when you help parents understand what's going on, how you're supporting the kids, what they can do if they're stuck, that you're winning them over. Can you tell me more details on that? Krista, if this is, if you have the same topic that you could also speak to it. Yeah. Um, I definitely like with Erica, when we, when we talk about using GMM in our respective classrooms, a lot of times that productive struggle comes up and that's kind of like a department theme, um, for our whole math department here is how do we get kids to be comfortable in that space and not just want to give up? And it already is a challenge when you're in the classroom with them and you just kind of have to coach them through it and, and help them to find their feet again and learn from mistakes. Um, as far as doing this virtually, I like anticipating that I did start GMM um, at, at the start of the semester and I've kind of picked up on different things to help support them. And Erica's probably doing similar things or different things. I actually don't, I don't know exactly what supports you have in place, but like for me, putting them in mixed review more often than not has really helped with giving them that opportunity to skip questions if they need to mm -hmm. and, and not get s totally stuck. So I think that's helped, but also with, uh, kind of like meshing together GMM and the screen recording software that we have. Hmm. A lot of the uh, support that I give them is just saving quick tutorial videos of myself working through all of the problems that we've done. Just like one small clip per problem, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, okay, I get an email, like I've trained my kids that if they get stuck, they know how to take a screenshot. They know how to send me the problem in case it's like after school hours. Mm -hmm. So I can get the screenshot and then it's pretty likely that I have a already saved like screencast video of a problem just like it that I can be like, hey, here's one just like what you're on. Watch it and make sure that you're like hitting mm -hmm. all the highlights that I've mentioned. And if it doesn't help, then I'll, you know, I'll make them their own video and send it back to them. But nine times out of 10, it works. They email me back and say, oh yeah, that's right. I, I just forgot this sign or I, you know, I forgot how to get it started or whatever. Um, so I think we're all just trying to find different ways. And that's 
my favorite way so far in virtual mm-hmm. learning to help get our kids moving and not stuck. The productive struggle. Yes, that's what it's about. Like we've already seen, allowing the students to learn through making mistakes is key to real learning. Find more from Krista and Erica on Season 3, Episode 7. Our final set of highlights are from Rita Sponnenberg from Season 3, Episode 8. You can immediately tell when talking with Rita that Get More Math has been a complete game changer for her approach to teaching math. Her episode is so helpful when it comes to tips and tricks to using the program, and her love for teaching is contagious. We're highlighting the part of the conversation where she and Josh discuss the flipped classroom model and putting yourself in the kids' shoes by going through the questions yourself. For years, I knew about the flipped classroom concept, Mm -hmm. but I never wanted to learn the technology necessary to make that happen. And the pandemic forced me to learn that technology, how to make the instructional videos. And before the fourth marking period ended and not knowing what was going to happen with the pandemic for this school year, I made the decision then that it doesn't matter what happens. I'm doing a flipped classroom this year for all my classes because now I know the technology necessary for making the instructional videos. And so I kind of like begged her, like at the beginning of the summer, it was like, look, there is so much on this for geometry also. And it would be so valuable if we're still dealing with the pandemic, please, please, please. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was saying, look, I am willing to do the legwork to get funding if we need to do that. Whatever it takes, I want get more math for all my classes, including geometry. So it turns out that I only have geometry and I'm using get more math and I'm using it now this year more like the way it's supposed to be used, I think, more so than I ever have in years past. Um, they are absolutely working the majority of their time in mixed review. I've become comfortable with only giving a small amount of points for a new practice set. Yeah. And, and letting them get immediately into mixed review because I've, because I've learned that it will definitely keep giving them those skills, Mm -hmm. those newly open skills. Um, I want to say maybe for any teachers that are listening, one of the most helpful things that I did to get comfortable with it was actually work the program from a student perspective. And it was mostly with that that bank of 80 skills for the Keystone remediation that I was able to do that. I, I became a lot more familiar with exactly how it works for the kids and what they're seeing and and. The fact that it also bumps them back down levels in their proficiency colors, like for I don't know why it doesn't make sense that it wouldn't do that. But for some reason, I was always thinking, okay, look at this kid. This this kid's been cheating his way through and he has gold stars. That's not right. But when he starts tripping up, he will Mm -hmm. be bumped back. Like I did, yeah. I discovered that with those 80 skills, once I got gold stars in all of them, I stopped picking up my own iPad to, to keep working through them. Um, and then, so there was a gap 
and my Keystone class was still going on. And I just out of curiosity picked it up. I was like, run through these again, just so you're familiar with the way Get More Math is wanting you to enter answers and stuff like that. So you're prepared to help the kids, not just with the with the material itself, the math content, but how does Get More Math want you to enter this answer? Um, I picked up my iPad, answered a linear equation question, and although I had the right answer, I entered it real quickly and hit my green check mark, and my finger tapping didn't take for something, mm. and I had a, and it was wrong, and I was shocked, and it bumped me all the way back down to yellow. Shocking. <laughs> so yeah, how about that? And it was because of the length of time yeah. that had passed since I had picked it up prior to that. And it was like, oh, you know, okay, I get it. So it was, it, it gives me, it gave me a lot more insight into yeah. what the kids are dealing with. So it sounds like if you were to give advice to somebody, I think maybe you said it this way, like who's just starting out, you're like, if you want to succeed, here's something to do. You'd say, be a kid. Log in as a kid, yes. do the work as a kid, and I couldn't agree more. Like that's that's probably one of the best ways to make sure you actually know. You know, it's 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 easy to make assumptions, and it's not until you actually kind of put your fingers on the keyboard uh, and do it yourself that you really find out what the kid's experience is like. We cannot end this episode without again highlighting the differentiation aspect when it comes to get more math versus the traditional teaching methods. We've seen it proven over and over again that the tailored, individualized instructions are so helpful for meeting students exactly where they are, giving them the assistance that they need immediately. The best part is that the teachers don't have to comb through worksheets and scores. Get more math does it for you. Here's Rita describing what the differentiated instruction is like for her. The only other thing that I have on my notes that I don't think we covered was Get More Math's ability to target individual students and differentiate and provide instruction for each individual student as needed. It is incredible. The requirements on the part of the state as far as what they want us to be doing in our classrooms using traditional methods and traditional resources, it is almost an impossible task to you know, separate each of your kids individually and meet each kid's needs. It becomes not just easy, but enjoyable and effective with Get More Math. The, the testing ability, even though I'm not testing this year, I have used it in the past. And the fact that it immediately can create a follow-up test from that follow-up test, you can push a button and print as many practice problems for the questions that are going to be on the follow-up test for a kid. It is just incredible. I love it so much. As I said before, I just can't say enough good things about it. I always say, whenever I'm talking to a stranger about it, I always say, I wish I had created it. It is what technology should be being used for in the world of education. <laughs> Rita, what you just said, just it warmed my heart. You know, like I, it's so deeply encouraging to me to hear some, you know, I've never met you and this is the first time we've chatted. And to hear mm -hmm. that uh, something I made has really helped you help kids. Like, uh, it makes me, it's, it's, I find it massively encouraging. 
So thank you. As we wrap up the final Get More Math podcast episode of 2020, we wanted to say a genuine thank you to all who listen to our podcast and teachers who use our product. It's our desire to help students not just retain math, but love math. On behalf of Josh Britton and the whole Get More Math team, we say thank you and happy holidays. Thanks for listening to the Get More Math podcast. Drop us a comment and let us know what you thought about this episode. You can always connect with us at getmoremath.com. Have a great day.